This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. that long day behind you good times lie ahead with company worth keeping that'll bash a smile on your head come on in the doors open you'll find just the finest folks here pull up a chair grab a drink and let our stories your ear cause we're the talk 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 the tavern here you're always welcome the talk 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 the tavern promising beer and bedlam the talk Music, medicine, then some The talk, 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 the tavern The song's over Here we come Welcome to the tavern We'll get to the topic and discussion in just a moment Just want to let everybody know This is an adult show with adult topics, adult humor And in other words, uh, we drink, we smoke, we swear And we laugh at things we probably shouldn't But we do it together For those listening to the podcast, we record the podcast on our live stream at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and have a live interactive chat audience. You might hear the sound of the bell, and that means I want to interrupt somebody to read a question or comment. For those on the live stream, we won't read off everything you put in chat, but we'll try to get to the most relevant or the most amusing, but hopefully some combination of the both. Now, while we introduce ourselves, go ahead and let us know what your vices are tonight. So, we'll move on. Welcome to the Tavern. Uh, tonight's topic is going to be separating significant others, and we will get to that in a few moments. First, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Travis Isivart, author of incredible books such as Portals and Silver and Smith. Check them out. Available on Amazon and in the privacy of my own home, but that costs a lot extra. So, beyond that, mm. my vice is tonight... 20 bucks is 20 bucks. That's right. That's, that's, that's very true. And I'll sign it. Not even talk about the book. So, um, Coke Zero, bourbon, and a pipe with cherry tobacco. So let's go ahead and pass this on to Crystal. What do you got? My name is Crystal Wood. I am the author of such fabulous books that haven't been written yet. And I'm also a ghostwriter of 26 books that I can't tell you what they are. And I'm also the launch team captain for Travis, who is in the process of making a. Would you like butter? Sorry, another book. Drunk. Launching <laughs> another, launching another book here pretty quick. So, uh, look me up and email me if if you want to get in on that action. 
And my vices are gin that I, I lost my flask and pink lemonade, which I'm going to be sticking to for this episode. <laughs> Probably not the gin. Who do you want to pass it to? And uh, over to you, Ed. Oh, hey, I'm Ed. I don't ghost write anything. Um, I'm <laughs> drinking, though. Uh, found a new Pinot Noir, and it's it's pretty good. It's called Bowen, which I understand is Norwegian for farm. Okay, pretty good. Chasing it down with water. Your turn, Andrea. Okay, hi everybody. Andrea La Chat here. My vices tonight are knitting, as always, but it's over there right now. And I'm enjoying a beer of root by Bowen Bottling Company. There you are. Good root beer. Okay, so uh, let's do some. Getting a nice sugar high. Let's do some toast here. Uh, going along with tonight's topic of separating significant others, here's to enjoying your significant other in whatever form that may take. Wait, don't toast yet. I can't find my gin. I remember. Well, thank you for whipping out your bits there. It's underscore just underscore a underscore not cheap. You got something? Okay, there we go. I'm ready. And remember, after that superstition episode, stare into each other's eyes. There we go. Hey, Ed looks like that guy from the that, those TikTok memes. <laughs> yeah, do the eye thing for Andrea again. Okay, so for everybody who is listening to the podcast, we are recording this with a live, not-so-studio audience here on twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk. We will be reading comments and questions from that group of folks. And for everybody on the live stream, we are recording a podcast. We might not respond to everything because, you know, we got a show. And Cogsley, just a word of did throw up a quote, which... uh, I feel may also relate to tonight's topic of separating significant others. And that quote is, quote, I don't think even a doctor should see that far in, end quote. And that was a quote from me. Apparently, when I was writing something, I said that out loud. And there we go. Um, okay. So the topic, separating significant... It's so much better out of con- context. I, I guarantee that. It's... Uh, so, separating significant others, bit of a tongue twister for me there. Tonight's topic is about those folks who have the person they love in their life and they cherish, but they never bring that person around their friends or do social activities in a group setting with that person. They do things with that person or with other people. And we're going to talk about this here tonight. So, who wants to start? Who's got some thoughts to open up with? I thought it was making sure your wife didn't find out your about your other five girlfriends. Mm, no, no, knowledge is important in that. Your wife knows. Okay. And, and somebody did make a reference earlier before we started the show, um, with and Trin, give me a second. I'll comment on that. Um. Somebody made a reference to our earlier show that we did a, a few weeks ago of um, polyamory and asking if this relates to polyamorous relationships and separating your other significant others from each other. 
Um, so, <laughs> thank you, Erdwin. Uh, Trin says, I can't really relate, so I'm going to sit this topic out. It doesn't matter what experience you have in it. I guarantee you have thoughts about it. Or if you think about it an for opinion. a moment, an opinion, yeah. It's, yeah. so what, what about you, Ed? Do you like to do things with your significant other, or do you like to keep that life separate from all your other social life? Oh, no, I, I love to do things with my significant other, even as we, I have said before, this is marriage number three. But even with my first wife, as time went on, we didn't have a lot of things in common. But anyway, um, that didn't mean I didn't like to do things with her because I like to have her around because I was married with her, married to her. She was my spouse. But she used to comment when I got together with my military buddies and we're talking. She's like, I don't understand what you're seeing. It's all in code. <laughs> you know, who the hell has a 77 inch dick? And why are you holding it up to your mouth to talk into it? Meaning a prick 77 military radio. But anyway, um, I still like having her around. She excluded herself more than I tried to exclude her, which maybe that's why we're not together now. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. And in a, in a parallel to that, can I talk about your second wife for a moment? Do we have to? No. <laughs> you don't have to. It's like, it's too soon. <laughs> but when I met Ed, it was just before he got together with his second wife, and they got together, and we were all friends. And talking about separating significant others, there's also that thing where the significant other separates you from your friends. Mm -hmm. And then eventually walls them yeah. out. Because Ed and yeah. I stopped speaking for a matter of years. Because of a situation like that. So what about you, Andrea? And when she was gone, we were all happy again. That's true. That's true. Actually, let me jump over to Crystal. So let Andrea go last. Crystal, how do you feel on this? Separate events? Together events? You know, um, I feel like the only reason that you would not feel comfortable with your spouse and your friends in the room together is if they didn't like each other for some reason. If your friends don't like your person or if your person doesn't like your friends. Because that's the only reason that it would be unfun, I would think. But if that's the case, then maybe somebody, either your friends are not being nice to you or your other person is not being nice to you. If somebody is offended on your behalf, you might want to think about that. So what I'd about like to add to that real quick. Because I had a friend just recently. She lived several counties away, and she came up to visit on a weekend. And I was like, you know, what are you doing up here? And she's like, oh, he's having a party tonight, and all of his friends don't like me, so I'm not allowed to stay at the house tonight. I was like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Don't make sense to me. Tell them other friends you need new friends or something. I don't know. That or he's telling them that she's doing things or saying things that she's not doing or something. Mm. You never know. There's always there's always layers. So what about back. you, Crystal, and your significant other? Do you like to do things together or do you keep your life with them separate from any other social life? Well, we've been in the same friend group since we were in high school. And so a lot of those same friends that we knew back then we are still friends with now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah. It, it, uh, you know, 
they've scattered across different parts of the country, but generally we kind of run in the same types of circles. My people are a little bit more artsy and his people are a little bit more gamery, mm-hmm. but generally we meet in the mi- middle somewhere, you know? Sometimes, uh, I don't know, sometimes his friends and I get along and, and uh, mesh on some topics that he doesn't necessarily feel super connected on. His creative friends, I, I like to jump in there and do creative shit with them. And my friends that are a little bit more on the nerdy side and like to do gamer D- Dungeons and Dragons type stuff, he, you know, he vibes with them a lot better. So it keeps us keeps us all happy if we if we can manage to find a middle ground somewhere in there. What about you, Andrea? What was the question? Listen to everybody else. Okay, so would I hide my friends and and my other half from each other? No, because if you can't trust them in the same space, something's wrong. But no, I do believe in having separate activities, but not all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, there was a get-together with me and my friends, and Travis came along, but sometimes it's just the girls, and that's okay. So if he wants to have time with, like, Ed or whatever, that's okay, but we all come together. Yeah, sometimes um, when we were in Oceanside, my husband and his buddies would go out and do boy things, and me and all the wives would hang out, and we'd play poker, and... We had candy instead of money, but it was still fun. We drank and it was glorious. But it was still kind of the same friend group. You know what I mean? It's like we all mm-hmm. knew each other. And a lot of times we hung out together, too. And that was just like, sometimes we just wanted a girl day. Well, like, I've been in relationships in the past, which is why I'm not there now. Um, they would go out with friends. I didn't know who these friends were. I wouldn't be told anything until after the fact. So that was kind of, there's a problem there. Yeah. And I, I don't do that. So. Be with me. I believe if you're with somebody, you want to include them in the important part of your life. And if your friends are important to you, and generally if you call somebody friend, hopefully they are, you want to include your, your other half in that relationship also. Mm-hmm. Now, not all the time, as Andrea mentioned, and Absolutely. anybody that doesn't know, Andrea is my significant other, and as soon as she felt comfortable, I wanted her on the show. Um, I've known Ed a lot longer than Andrea, but I immediately introduced Ed and Andrea, first chance I got. I started hanging out with Crystal relatively recently, and my first thought is like, oh, I want to put these two together, because I think they're going to like hanging out with each other. It's, I have interest, she doesn't, you know, like the, but she comes and tries them and then decides if she likes them. And then I can, well, even when I stream, kind of a solo thing, but I never hesitate to have her come in and join in for a few minutes here and there, or even like on a whole show like tonight, whenever she wants to. And as Andrew mentioned, it's okay to do stuff by ourselves. There, there's, Absolutely. Times I'm sitting on the front porch with a cigar and and a drink and just lounging, and she may or may not join me, and that's fine. As for social things, no, no, Andrea is my first social interaction and my last social interaction. 
So if there's something I need to go off and do by myself, if I wanted to go out, hang out with my son and do something or whatever, she's not going to have an issue with it because she knows she's included in so many things. This is just, just like when she went out for lunch with her girlfriends or if she... I can't think of many other things, but there are people out there that have a definitive line. I've had friends who they don't talk about their other half. They don't include their other half anytime they go out and do things. And I'm not wired that way. It confuses me why you would have yeah, some a boring ass relationship. <laughs> yeah. Build on that, guys. I got to let the cat out of the executive well, it's washroom. I look at it the same way as when, like, especially when there was this, the shutdown and lockdown and people are like, oh, God, I'm stuck home with my other half and my kids. Yeah, I, I didn't get, get that. I, like, yeah, that was, yeah. I don't understand that. Well, if you don't like each other, why are I just don't understand. Why How's are you that together? word? Yeah. 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 I, I did actually have a friend, uh, speaking of military buddies. Um he got remarried years later after we had all sort of gone our separate ways. And we used to always get together, have little reunions and so forth and so on. And he was terrified to bring his new wife. And we all used to say, why, why did you bring her? We want to meet her, man. You know, are you afraid we're going to tell her stories about the past that you don't want her to know about? And finally the truth came out. Yes. That was the reason why. Oh no. That means that he probably should have told her some stuff before they got mm. married. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I don't know. That's, That's part- terrifying. Part of- then he ha- then he has to like live with that fear all the time. See, it's been Social part of the media and everything. Like, it's been part of the fun of knowing somebody long enough. You know, shit that their current other half doesn't know, and mm-hmm. I can't think of any time where. I've told a story to Ed about Andrea that was just horribly embarrassing or anything like that. Because usually Andrea is sitting right there laughing with us as we talk about whatever stupid thing this is and vice versa. I don't know. Maybe it's the difference between totally accepting who you are and who you were and how you've grown and changed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> but but it almost feels like somebody's keeping a, a dirty secret and it's called their, their mm. other half. You know, you can't know about them. You can't meet them. That's something you're not allowed to touch. So I'm wondering, Ed, do your friend keep her away to protect himself, to protect her, or to protect you guys? Who who was he trying to say? I think it was more it was more to protect himself because he, he did finally. He he brought her around and it was like we start to tell a story about him from the past, and he's like holding her ears, you know. It's like, ah, no, we're going to let the cat out of the bag. Come on over here. Talk to us, girl. You know, it, <laughs> it was to protect himself. I don't know if he was embarrassed or if he had painted a different picture of himself in his past than she really knew. I, I don't know, but, yeah. How'd she react to the stories? It was fine. She was fine. Not later, who knows? But <laughs> Wordwin says the two more terrifying steps in a relationship: when the significant other meets your mother and she tells them all your embarrassing stories from childhood, or when your significant other meets your friends and they tell mm-hmm. them all the embarrassing stories from adulthood. 
Oh, I remember when I first started bringing my husband, Chris, around, and um, we weren't even openly dating yet. We were just friends, you know, because I wasn't allowed to date when I was in high school. But he would come around and uh, hang out, and we'd karaoke and, you know, do Bible trivia and stuff, play play checkers. And my mom would bring out the home movies of me <laughs> when I was, you know, the awkward homeschool kid doing, like, ostrich uh, shadow puppet type things. Like, I don't even know what the heck I was doing. But, oh, my God. It was awful. So I, I do get that, like, wanting to put your best self forward for your significant other, especially when you're in the early stages of dating. But when that person turns into a permanent or semi-permanent fixture in your life, then at some point you're going to have to reconcile your uncool past or, you know, man whore past or whatever the case is. I've got a solution for this because I live my constantly embarrassing stories. And the first time Andrea and I met, we were at a small Ren fair and I was dressed as a gypsy with a Russian accent and this is how I talked to her all day long. And there was the one, whole weekend. The whole weekend. And there was one point in time where we, we were alone together, as alone as you can be in a you know, Renfair environment. And I immediately dug into my repertoire of awkwardness and started making bad puns at, about different cars going by, different buildings around us. Because I have gotten to the point in my life where I'm like, you know what? They're just going to know me from the get-go. And if it's not good, walk away. Walk away quick. Walk away slowly. Back away. Keep an eye on me. Make sure I don't follow. Whatever. Matter of fact, it was Ed that I went to one time, and I went, you know, I'm nervous about putting my swords and stuff up on the walls because if I bring one home and it, she finds it upsetting or creepy or scary, you know, axe murder type thing, then, uh, yeah, I don't want to scare him away. And Ed says, if you bring a woman home and she reacts badly to it, you brought the wrong woman home. Yeah. And I went. But then he came. Go ahead, Andrea. Okay. Then he came to my place and saw all my knives and daggers on the wall. <laughs> so. And her life size so cut out of Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Good night, John. <laughs> yeah. And she had the six foot tall, you know, Hugh Jackman with a bare chest and everything, too. So, or no, but he had the tank top on. I don't remember. Top one. But yeah, brilliant. You know, we had the same. Travis imagines him with no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, apparently there is a picture out there of Daniel Radcliffe dressed as Wolverine, and it's pretty impressive. Hmm. Now, seen uh, Daniel Radcliffe naked riding a horse in person? Okay. No, no, it was uh, for a play. He was in a play, and somebody took pictures. But yeah. He rides a horse out onto the stage. Beautiful white horse. And he is buck-ass naked. Nice. Good this is neither here nor there. I just thought I'd comment. <laughs> <It's>, <clears throat> I will say he does have that scrappy facial hair that would go well with Wolverine. He's, he's quite cute. It's uh, And yes, Trin, both Andrew and I had weapons on our walls. And comic book stuff. <laughs> and... Star Wars stuff. Still shit. Do. Yeah. 
And, and I actually have like a Wolverine claw knife hand thing. Is it on the wall behind you? Kind of you no, your... it's over there. Oh, okay. Let's see. Move your head. <laughs> Where it says Radcliffe. It's ripped. Is I it ripped? I have daggers on? on this wall. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, it's uh. So I guess if you're afraid to show somebody who you are, and part of who you are is your friends. But then again, mm -hmm. I, I really feel like if you're not bringing your significant other out on social outings, I feel like the true reason you would do something like that is so you can get away with things. So you can do mm -hmm. things without mm -hmm. them watching. And that is my first instinct about anybody who doesn't bring their other half around. I'm like, right. what are you planning to do tonight that they couldn't be here for? Right. Or maybe it's because they are embarrassed that that person is mean to them and like talks down to them in public and they don't want to, they don't feel comfortable do being themselves around their friends, you know? That's possible too. I could... Possible. Yeah, I could see that. It's like people who are in abusive relationships, they get embarrassed mm -hmm. when that person mistreats them in public. And then, you know, sometimes there's drama because inevitably one of your friends is going to be like, dang. You know, and say something. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, but, you know. When I was younger, yeah. because I do like to dote on my other half, uh, I've had a lot of friends going like, wow, pussy whip, Travis, huh? And like, why? Because I like doing nice things for the person I'm with? Yeah, definitely pussy whipped. Let's go with that one. And of course, once you put it that way, <laughs> your friend is like, uh, okay, let's move on to a different topic. Yeah. <laughs> That's just dumbass. Don't be hating. Yeah. Or you point out like, hey, I just brought you a drink too. Whip out your pussy, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Don't hate the play. I hate the game. That's right. <laughs> it's a, it also yeah, tells me, me that... Me Chris always say we've been, we've been making people throw up since like night... Or what was it? 2002? <laughs> something like that. I said making something... Making people at... throw up in their mouth since 2002. I said something at work today that was wonderfully awkward. And I looked, my uh, one coworker was in the room, nobody else. And I looked directly at him. I says, Travis, making it awkward since 1971. There you go. It's just, you, you own it. And if you're with somebody who you can't be who you are around, or you don't want to bring them around because you're trying to screw off, or because they're abusive, or you're abusive to them and you don't want people to see that. Yeah, maybe it's not a good relationship. Yeah, if the dynamic between you offends other people, then maybe it's, you know, not healthy. Yeah, yeah. It's because that's how I, that's my gut instinct anytime somebody doesn't want to go out in a group setting with their other half. It's something's wrong with that relationship. Yeah, it's something's not right there. Something's odd, something. You know, when I heard this, this statement made recently, I started to think, okay, this is a changing time and yada, yada. I tried to justify it. It is a changing time. Relationships are, are different than I am. A, well, I can't really say I'm a traditional, but anyway. <laughs> but I did try to justify it. <laughs> but it still kept coming back around to no, something's off. It it just didn't 
feel right doesn't seem right. I don't know. It doesn't seem like an affectionate, right. an affectionate way to be. Now, what about not bringing your kids around your friends? Would that be the same thing? Because you want to be somebody that your kids don't know? So you don't want them around? I do like having grown-up time. My child knows that mm-hmm. I, you know, like to sometimes go out and do grown-up things that, right. that she can't be present mm-hmm. for. Gosh. You said sometimes. And, and she... <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I don't know. We... Generally, my kid is the oldest out of the group when it comes to my friend's kids, and she ends up babysitting everybody else's kids, so mm. she doesn't want to come anyway. But That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. It's a, And good night, Trin. Have a good but, night. But I mean, if... The, good night. There you go. Ed was typing they have up. My, <laughs> they have, if... There's going to be someone that she enjoys hanging out with. I don't know. Actually, sometimes sometimes she does think that our friends are super cool and she wants to come and be included. But it's like, dude, I don't want to have to censor myself for my 15-year-old today. <laughs> like, go to bed. Go go play video games or something. I'm just going to see. I never well, sit I... in here. Go ahead, Andrew. I think when it comes to having your kids with your friends, it depends on the situation. Right, because, the setting. Yeah, because not kids aren't always appropriate. Right. Definitely. That's all. But you're not bringing. And too, the, I think it. Good. I think it's different to want a break from your kids versus wanting a break from your significant other. No, your I, significant other isn't someone that you're, you know, taking care of and and constantly. Right, absolutely. Trying to baby and accommodate all the time. They're a partner. They're not someone that's, I don't know, no. you're in charge of. Absolutely. But I've seen a lot of people, so when they're starting to date you somebody. You have to be super responsible. I agree with all that. But I've seen people, when they're starting to date somebody new, they try to turn their child into something the child isn't initially. And I know you want your child to behave initially, but... See, Ed and I, again, friends for a long time. And whenever Ed would have a party, I'm like, kid-friendly or not? And if he's like, not kid-friendly, well, then I had just usually decided, well, I'm just not going then. And that's fine. And other times it was kid-friendly, and I'd bring my son. But I never Mm -hmm. tried to be somebody who I'm not, even around my son. I wanted him to understand adults behave a certain way that children should not behave like. I wanted him to learn... The difference between what's it like with family, what's it like in a restaurant, what's it like with friends. And there are different behaviors for each right. set. And I only brought that up because especially if you've ever been a single parent, a kid is a huge part of your life. And mm-hmm. if they're not, well, that's a whole other topic. Um, um, yeah. I, I have known some parents, They when they enter the dating scene, they don't necessarily want to introduce their children to the person they're dating right away because they want to make sure that person's going to be around and that Mm -hmm. i do understand because then they don't want people coming in and out of their kid's life all the time and their kid just remembering a revolving door of Mm -hmm. people coming and going see i've always dated differently i never thought of it as dating i go hang out with somebody as a friend without 
the romantic mm. side of things. Because to me, not everybody, but to me, romance develops after a friendship. This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org holiday. That's childrensnational.org holiday. While traveling, it's usually best to pack light. When it comes to money, carrying some cash and having an alternative like Zelle is a great idea. Zelle's an easy way to send and receive money with people you trust at any U.S. bank. It's already in thousands of different banking apps, and it's money straight into your bank account in minutes fast. Look for Zelle in your banking app today. Safe travels. And so friends, they do come and go, and I'm okay with my kids seeing that. <laughs> You know, it, it's a sad fact of life. And even now, my kid who's 18, he's like, oh, I don't see so-and-so anymore. I'm like, yeah, well, welcome to life. People come and go. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and it hurts sometimes. And other times you're relieved. You know, tomato, tomato. Okay. So let's see, where can we go? Because we're only halfway through the hour. And we've kind of depleted our opinion of <laughs> if you can't hang out with your spouse and others at the same time. Something's wrong. So we either need tangents or more. And opinion. I think, mm -hmm, go ahead. For, for me, it's because with Teresa and I, we always say if there's something one of us doesn't know about the other, it's just because we haven't thought to talk about it yet because mm -hmm. we talk about every damn thing. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that's, that's fair. It's once in a great, great while, something will get said that I didn't know about my husband. And that makes me super excited because I thought that we had heard all the stories like right. you start to stagnate a little bit after you've heard all the stories. So then you have to either start going and making new memories or you have to dig up somebody that knew your spouse before you before you did and <laughs> see if there's anything that they forgot to mention. See, even then when I get together with somebody who I've known for a while and they have a new partner. I don't think to immediately jump to the stories about this person. Let me tell you these embarrassing moments because right. I'm busy in that right. moment getting to know this new person as an individual and as a couple, not just there mm -hmm. to go, let's make this all about your other half. Let's make sure you feel included in the group as a separate human being instead of just being that person that came with them. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's and, it. And going back, mm -hmm. adding on that and going back to the polyamory thing, there was someone that was in my life for a while and she couldn't understand that when we had a conversation, you know, and then we talk later, she's like, well, did you tell Teresa that we talked about so-and-so? And it's like, well, no, you're hiding something from her. I don't like it if you're going to hide anything from her. It's like, no, I'm not hiding anything from her. We just haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> See, that's another so thing I tell my I'll pass it right over. Um, that's something else I tell people when they confide in me and they're like, don't tell anyone. I'm like, Andrea, because I, I tell Andrea almost everything. You know, here's how my day went. Here's so there's a chance at some point in time it's going to hit Andrea. But if they tell me specifically, not even Andrea. OK, well, we could do that then. What are you going to say, Crystal? 
I was going to say that it takes it takes a little extra uh, effort to not tell my spouse stuff. Yeah. And back when back when we had our first girlfriend, um, she would tell me all kinds of stuff about like childhood trauma and just, you know, deep stuff that you don't tell people mm. just that you meet on the street. And then she would talk to him, expecting him to know. And I was like, that is not mine to be telling him, you know, if you want to, if you get comfortable and you want to talk to him, then that's, that's a whole separate thing. And he and I have talked about that before and certain situations are okay to keep other people's secrets. If it doesn't have to do with he and I, and I'm listening to someone vent about their trauma, I'm not going to be, you know gossiping and telling him about that so no that's absolutely even though he's very close to me it's just i don't know that's just a boundary that we have and we're both okay with that it also depends for example somebody at work tells me something in confidence i have no hesitation telling andrea later because she has nothing to do with them this is now part of my day it's not like we hang out separately where you know i'm just like hey guess what someone's at work so, yeah, it is a matter of circumstances, a matter of cooth and comfort. And, yeah, if you're, I guess if, you know, the three of you are close enough where that person could separately tell your other half, yeah, it's worth not telling because that was a confiding moment, a private moment. And mm-hmm. I would never mm-hmm. expect Andrea to come to me if she had a private conversation with you know, either of you or, or any of our other friends and fill me in on the nitty gritty details. But if she did, it also wouldn't make a difference. So I guess trust then, right? You know, if you yeah. don't, I don't know if I was to have a conversation with Andrea, I kind of expect that you're going to hear about it sooner or later. I, I don't know. I just... You're close. <laughs> yeah. no, I agree with you. Ed, and I guess it depends on your motives behind telling her. If you're confiding in something that you needed to unburden or you felt like she could relate to, well, maybe it doesn't matter. But not everybody's like you. If you're going to hit on Andrea with me there or not there, we know where that stands. But other people, if they're approaching her going, I've got a mole on my penis, but it's like ribbed (laughs) for her pleasure, that is probably something they don't want repeated <laughs> me for some reason. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but I play one in the bedroom. <laughs> Flashback to a Friends episode where Ross picks up a speculum going, look, it's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's explained to him what it is, which, by the way, how does a, you know, a 27-year-old man not know what a speculum is? I feel that's just ignorant Ross. Yeah. friends 90s the character it, it's fun to watch some of these episodes and going oh that would have been written very differently today it's- yeah, <laughs> I, was say, I don't think back then it was common for uh men to go to their significant others doctor's appointments and stuff with them that's another thing that um some people are really uncomfortable with is taking their spouse to the doctor. I have severe anxiety specifically with doctors and uh-huh. I have to bring my husband with me so that he can talk to the doctor for me because I can't 
talk and they'll they'll just think there's there's nothing wrong with me because I'm like I'm fine no everything's fine nothing 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 to see here <laughs> and my husband will have to be the one to actually get me through the doctor's appointment so it's not because he's spying on me or that he has to hear everything that my doctor says I know it probably looks weird that I take him to all my appointments but I just I literally I just can't do it I know his pain <laughs> now Ed is it because you're that way or Teresa's that way she won't go. She she just will not go. Now, she, she will talk and she will tell what she's feeling and everything, but she won't go. She, If I just want to sit in the lobby, you better get your black ass up here and come back here with me. She just won't go. Yeah, I, I, need, I need my hand held in the doctor's office. Andrew and I. Yeah. Well. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's a different thought. Go ahead. So Andrew and I tend to go with each other largely because if Andrew is going through something, she gets flustered. And, and if I'm there and can hear everything the doctor says, she doesn't have to try to retain it and tell it to me. I heard it. And also, when I bring her, and I feel like a lot of times when she brings me, it's kind of like a backup set of questions. So, you know, the other person might think of something mm -hmm. to ask that the person going through this who's just full of the situation might not think to ask. What were you going to say, Andrea? Okay, so playing on the doctors and having your other half there, they used to not even let the men in the delivery room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not right. They were part of that. They need to be there. They don't experience the pain, but they need to experience something. The stitches afterwards. I feel like a lot of men were not super emotionally supportive back then anyway, so it probably wasn't that big of a deal because, I don't know. I, I can't imagine my grandma wanting my grandpa in there just because he wasn't <laughs> necessarily that much of a security blanket for her. It's the, the but, uh, relationship culture has definitely changed over the past 50 years or so. Yeah. It really has. Well... A lot of times they had separate beds, too. That was, to hmm? that was only an I Love Lucy. That was only an I Love Lucy. Don't know how they ever had little Ricky. <laughs> beds together. So, like, when I used to work home health care and took care of this couple, they had separate beds. That's where they had their whole marriage. And it's just like, and even some, they would have separate rooms. Like watching Downton Abbey, they had separate rooms. <laughs> my my friend, my best friend, growing up, her grandparents had had separate rooms for like the entire time I knew her, and that was since. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Wordwin had a few comments regarding friends. People were more innocent before the internet. Regarding the going to places together, Wordwin says, "I write down a list and give it to them." I do the same thing for my car and the mechanic. And I guess the meaning, you know, oh. write down a list ahead oh. of time before, yeah, yeah. before visiting doctors so you don't forget these things. That is a great idea. Um, and then mm -hmm. the one that made me laugh, Wordwin says, there's a South American tribe where the wife throws a placenta at the husband after birth. <laughs> sure, that's cathartic for her. <laughs> <laughs> Is it kind of like where you swing it and it spins and then you fling it? 
Or is it an underhand you, you have like softball a special toss? placenta catapult? <laughs> placenta pult. Just run up to it and kick it like a soccer ball. Do, do you inflate it first? You want fries with that? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, probably not the kicking, considering the lower body after giving birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's been women that are in the fields, um, farming, have a baby, and go back to farming. That's true. What the hell? Badass bitches, man. That is a much better comment than you know what, what rose in my head. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just thinking, like, if. If some people can have loving relationships, like my my friends' grandparents, they loved each other so stinking much, but they had not been interested in sex since like the seventies or eighties, mm-hmm. and they liked having their own space. And I wonder if maybe that's kind of the mentality of people who don't like to have their friends and their significant other hanging out together. I want to like, talk about this that. Is my a home life, more. and this is my something a lot of people don't realize is as a relationship goes on, a lot of people either A, stop having sex, B, sleep in separate beds, or C, sleep in separate rooms. Now, Marlene says many do. I don't think it's the worst thing. Some people keep separate flats. There's that. Um, But yeah, I think people need to realize, because we see movies where, oh, we've been married 50 years, and we're still going to tongue kiss at a a tender moment. And I don't think that's quite... (laughs) Look at Ed... (laughs) how most people are. I think you still have a value to that relationship, but it's not the hot and heavy sexual relationship it was however many years ago. And a lot of people think when their relationship hits that point, something's wrong, something's bad, something's broken. But I think this is more Mm -hmm. of a natural part of human relationships where you have all this other stuff and the sex just isn't really the cherry on top anymore. Sometimes it's the bedrock, and it's a special moment instead of the daily or weekly or whatever activity. And people need to hear that and realize that, that your relationship isn't broken if the sex isn't what it once was, or if the sex isn't at all. Go ahead. It might be because of the biological thing, because you're not at the age of having children anymore Mm -hmm. yeah you don't have the drive and not just the biological drive but the psychological drive that sex isn't the important thing for bringing the two of you together anymore but anyhow that's Mm. a different topic and just every once in a while i i when talking to a friend who's been married for you know 12 years or whatever and there's not kids involved you know oh we haven't had sex in years but you're still together so there's something more than sex there. Unless you're totally unhappy, mm-hmm. then fucking break up and go live life. But if you're living life together with or without sex, there's still a huge value there. Um, wireless says, yeah, that, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Give oh, no, go ahead. Okay, I'll read this real quick. Then you promised to. I was to... Just thinking. Mm-hmm, go. Yeah, I, I will not lose my thought. Okay. <laughs> Mouse says, my dad and stepmom have such have different rooms because she's such a light sleeper and he falls asleep with the TV on. Okay, that's all. Oh. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I feel like if you're if the sex has completely left, then isn't that just kind of like having a friend or a roommate? But I realize that that's me being narrow minded. My daughter is on the asexual spectrum, mm-hmm. but she she is lesbian romantic, so she wants a girlfriend, but has zero interest in having sex ever. She's just like orifices are gross. Keep yours off of mine, and we're good. We'll hold hands. We'll go to the movies. I'll take you out to the nice dinner, but you know. She she just has no interest in sex at all. And I'm like, well, isn't that just like having a friend or a roommate? Because I have friends that I take to dinner and would love to, you know, live with or, you know, spend time with. But I don't feel romantically mm. attracted to them. And she's like, yeah, but mom, you're poly. And so you're kind of attracted to everybody. <laughs> so I'm like, you're right. I'm imbalanced the other way. There are a lot of my friends that I would probably date that. You know, because I I don't necessarily see the point of a romantic relationship without the sexual element. Like, that's just a friendship, right? It is. But I guess not. Obviously not. But it's a special friendship once you're sharing the the mundane things like bills and cooking and cleaning, as well as all those, those special moments in your life. Who do you go to when you are an emotional wreck or... An emotional firecracker or just in that really cozy space who do you go to and right. it's not every friend it's very special friends this is again why i've said hey you can be in love with somebody you have no romantic interest in because you think of them you're like i can't wait to tell them this thing that happened today or i really want a good piece of advice i'm going to so and so or hey just talking mm-hmm. to them makes me feel better and right this is why I'll say with the spectrum, there's times whatever end of the spectrum or center of the spectrum on, you can lean towards the other direction. That's all. Yeah, every, everything is fluid. Relationships are fluid, and each person individually can can be different from one day to the next, depending on what they're going through and and how they're feeling. So that makes sense. I, I knew a couple that was exactly that way. Um, they had been together 20 years last time I saw them. Uh, he was gay. She was a lesbian. He dated guys. She dated other women. But they bought a house together and lived together. And there was no doubt they were in love with one another. They were absolutely positively in love with one another. But Yeah couple of comments book nook first of all hello how are you good to see you says my grandparents are around 80 and slept in separate beds in separate rooms for some 15 or 20 years for health reasons pops has an elevated bed for his bad back and mouse sorry to hear this mouse says i'm about to lose my special friend he's moving across the country for work and i can't go with him so here's to that and now in this day and age you can still be close even far away just i know it's not the same and Wordwin says, quote, to love is to be happy with, end quote. It's a Hawaiian saying. Mm. Nice. I like that. So we've got a few minutes left in this episode, some time for a little more chatter. And maybe we some- made it. We're doing it. And we found a good tangent we ran away with. Um, mm-hmm. 
Let's see. Let's see if we can flip it back to separating significant others and just rattle that around, even if we're saying the same thing a different way again. And I'll say okay. I wouldn't want to be with somebody I couldn't bring around my friends. Yeah. And I get maybe Andrea doesn't like one of my friends or one of my friends doesn't like Andrea. Sure. Okay. I can deal with that. Mm. But all my friends? No. Right. This is she's important to me and my friends are also mm -hmm. but it's on a different level of importance Thoughts? well you shouldn't have to choose no you shouldn't right, right. and why would you want to choose i mean you know i i love teresa i, I want her to know everybody that's in my life i want everybody in my life to know who she is because I don't want to choose you know and I like showing her off, too. So. <laughs> I love that. I love it. So what about... Any other thoughts on this, guys? Want to repeat something? That's, uh... that's, that's fair, Werderwin. Werderwin says, it's okay. A lot of my friends don't want to meet Travis. Definitely understandable. <laughs> but Travis is a lot to handle sometimes. I've had uh, friends who I brought Andrea over introduced to, and there was a point in time I went, I'm going to go in the backyard, smoke a pipe or a cigar or whatever. You want to finish this story, Andrea? Would you like butter on that, sir? Yeah, I put a lot of it out of my, out of my mind because whatever. Basically, they're like, oh my God, how do you deal with it? Glad he stepped out. It's just like, I don't get that. I don't know. Yeah, these were my friends that I don't hear. So when I left the room, they're like, oh, thank God he left. <laughs> well, of course I told wow. him. Yeah, I told him that because I'm like, I don't know. Your friend Bob is an asshole. <laughs> it's uh, is Bob with two O's. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was something that was like kind of a little bit sometimes hanging out with the other military wives they would like to vent about their husbands and that made me sad because i was like those guys are my friends like mm. i don't know i don't know i rarely but, feel... i mean that's a normal thing that normal people do it normal is. people like to vent about their significant others but if that's most, most all do. they do that's unhealthy. It's now I have gone to Ed and vented about Andrea. Yeah. There's been moments where I'm like, I'm frustrated about this. I need to talk to somebody. And I talk to Ed. I don't talk mm -hmm. to many other people about it, but it didn't hurt Ed's and Andrea's friendship. And it didn't hurt my and Andrea's friendship. It allowed me. But most of the time when I go to my friends and talk about Andrea, there's very little to complain about. And it shouldn't be like a hobby. It shouldn't be like right. the first thing you do when a person leaves the room. It's right. obnoxious. Well, I've seen couples like that where whenever they talk about their other half, they're bitching about them. Mm -hmm. Good, Andrea. Yeah. Well, and this is why I think it's good where you can have friends together and friends separate because sometimes you need someone to talk to about the other person. Yeah. Absolutely. But as far as I know, she's never complained about my puns and dumb jokes. 
<laughs> I think she likes it. It's and, and I've had other people who Andrea hangs out with going, she never complains about you. She doesn't say bad things about you. And I'm like, well, if she did, I hope she'd say to me so we could work on that shit. That's what I a heard, healthy relationship looks like, you guys. I had people that tell me that when wife number two and I broke up, it was like, didn't know anything was wrong. I never heard you say one evil thing about her because once we broke up, it was on. Okay. But <laughs> while we were together, <laughs> he doesn't wash his spit down the sink. Now, Book Nook says, in regards to an earlier comment from a few minutes ago, same Travis. I'd love my significant other and best friends to be able to hang out, have drinks, dinner, etc. Much more fun that way. And Wordwin says, if they're yeah, venting absolutely. all the time, then that's when they're thinking all the time. Bad signs. Yeah, that is a sign of you're not happy in that yeah. relationship. And heaven forbid you tell them, why don't you fucking break up and go be happy? Because you know their last two yep. relationships, they're the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because you know, every relationship, no matter what, you're going to get frustrated with each other. Mm-hmm. At some point, it happens. But it's how you overcome that. That's the thing. And and another thing, you know, keeping everything separate. What about the people that do everything together and everything is together? They, like, they're one being. They don't separate. I think that could be a problem, too. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, that's true. You start but, to lose the, their identity goes right. away. This is why I've often said, be single long enough to be a complete person. That way, when you get into a relationship, you're two complete people that complement each other, as opposed to you complete me. But what was missing in you? You know, if you have to, and by the way, codependent crystal here, <laughs> but I'm talking to you individually, and I don't see you with your other half glued to your arm to finish your sentences for you. So you are complete. Oh, he's, over. he's over there. He's, right. he's, he's just, just over there with his headphones on and plays his video games. He's fine. <laughs> and listens in. <laughs> and then holds up uh, cue cards. Um, but no, <laughs> when people are so codependent, they can't be with the other person to do anything. That can often be a sign of unhealthy relationships, too. It's uh, now I know Ed, you and Teresa tend to do everything together, but I also know you guys can work separate jobs from each other. By the way, here's something cute, Crystal. When they do work separate jobs, pretty much guaranteed, um, they'll be on the phone (laughs) with each other for the drive home, Mm -hmm. yeah. My husband calls me on his lunch and also for the drive home. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's because we have a rule. We we talk on the drive home so that once we're home, we don't talk about work anymore. It's done. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. That's, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he he calls me at work uh, when he when he's on lunch. Just see how I'm doing, you know, and. This is what I'm having for lunch. What are you doing? And we just like chit chat for five, ten minutes. See, and yeah. then he calls me at the end of work because he wants to know if I need anything on the way home. So that's usually why the drive home 
call <laughs> happens is because he wants to know if there's any groceries or anything that he needs to pick up before he gets home so that he doesn't have to go back out again. <laughs> See, Andrea and I used to do that, but then I lost the AC in my car. So now I have to have the windows open <laughs> and it's hard to hear. And yeah. then I found, yeah, I, I found audiobooks. Wind tunnel. So now I really, that's like my only, that's when I read. It's on that long drive. And, and that's very relaxing. It takes away work, eases me into home, or takes me away from home, eases me into work. And so I'm going to read a few comments and we'll wrap this up. Uh, Wordwin says, for writing, my tagline for Mackenzie, and I'm going to maybe pronounce this wrong, Elchi in Wicked is, quote, two halves of the same idiot. And Booknook says, codependency is something I was part of in my first relationship. I think the fact that we were together from age 13 to 20, we'd never known anything but each other and didn't know psychology, I've learned to forgive mm -hmm. myself a little. And that's awesome. It's... Mm -hmm. As we've expressed here, we all love being around our other half. It's, it's important to us. It's valuable to us. It's worthwhile. But yeah, we, you can't function apart or do an individual activity. There might be something there to look at. Um, okay, any other closing thoughts before I play the, well, attempt to play the outro music? <laughs> okay let's do a, anything let's do a closing toast then um here's to the most valuable person in my life here's to you andrea oh, i'm boring her Aww. she's yawning andrea. <laughs> now let's see what we bore each other for many more years to come <laughs> um boop, boop, boop. quote from cogsley <laughs> yeah you do quote from Andrea D'Amico <laughs> right there <laughs> yeah, thank you, you Cogsley appropriate Ooh. okay attempted outro let's see how this goes before we go I want to remind everyone that you can email us at talkthetavernshow at gmail.com to let us know your thoughts on the show's topic suggest another topic that you'd like to hear us discuss or just have us read a message out on air to someone in your life thanks for supporting the show by downloading the podcast sharing it on social media grabbing some shirt stickers and mugs from bit.ly slash tavern merch or barware patches and hats from bit.ly slash tavern merch too that's b-i-t dot l-y slash tavern merch or tavern merch and the number two thanks to everyone who joined us live at twitch.tv slash Travis Tavern Talk and everyone who supports the tavern by subscribing, hosting, throwing bits, raids, and most of all, commenting. Thanks for joining us in the discussion shenanigans tonight. You are the one thing that makes the show what it is. Don't forget to join us at the tavern next week. Until then, have fun, keep learning, and be good to one another. Now, raise your glass in good cheer. Enjoy the small moments every day and steamy dreams every night.
This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Products sold separately.